Welcome to the Social Impactors Podcast. This podcast is all about impact. We work to highlight impactful individuals making positive social change in their communities. From coaches, authors, entrepreneurs, influencers, we tap into the minds of some of the most impactful people around the world to find out how they have built a life of creating impact. Now listen in and be ready to go on a journey of enlightenment, motivation, and awe. Social Impact Everywhere. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Social Impactors Podcast, a podcast where we highlight people making positive social change in their communities. And today we have Michael Henson, who's uh, another powerhouse on LinkedIn, and I use that phrase a lot, but it's, I use it when it's deserving. And so, Michael, I, I would love for you to just you know, introduce yourself, introduce what you do, who you are, and why you believe you're a social impactor. Well, I am a full-time entrepreneur as of June of this year. I owe a lot of uh, the ability to do that to LinkedIn, mm, for sure. Awesome. Congratulations. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's fun. It's a crazy ride. Um, there's always something else that's got to be done, like yesterday. So it's, a, it's an interesting journey, but yeah. Um, yeah, it's been a crazy ride. So like I've gone the corporate route, I've gone the traditional education route. I've done everything I'm supposed to do and I didn't enjoy any of it. And uh, so as of June of this year, I kind of took that leap and, and I'm doing my own thing now. And like I said, it's all, uh, it's all due to LinkedIn and doing uh, the content creation and the connections and the networking I've been able to do through LinkedIn. Hmm, that's awesome. And how long have you been uh, creating content or being uh, engaged on LinkedIn for? I started uh, kind of running around on LinkedIn, so to speak, January of this year, 2018. And I believe my first video would have been late in January or early in February mm. of 2018. Wow. And so I, I started there and then just got so inspired, I guess. I didn't know what to do with myself. Yeah. <laughs> and, and kind of disappeared for about five or six weeks. I didn't do anything. Um, and then I came back and I, I was like, this this is too good to pass up. There's too much community here. There's too much opportunity to, to help out and have an impact. Um, so I've got to come back and be consistent with it. And since then it's just taken off. It's been incredible. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I've seen it. I mean, the content you create, uh, it's engaging, but it also gets the uh, people get attracted to it because you always have an intentional message. And that's yeah. something I find on LinkedIn. It needs to be intentional, right? It, it can be a motivational or a lesson, but you can tell when something's written intentionally and when something's not. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. LinkedIn is unique because uh, the message takes the front seat and everything else seems to take a backseat. So that's that's kind of the beauty of it is that you don't even have to have, like a lot of people get hung up on quality and what it looks like and what it sounds like. And LinkedIn is a place where you truly, if you've got something valuable to say, then you're gonna find an audience. Mm -hmm. And then you can add all the, the quality and stuff on later. And I mean, uh, the reason I, you know, started this podcast is because there's so many people in pockets that do social impact, but it's never really talked about. I mean, it's talked about individually, but not on the scale of, you know, interviewing a person saying, you know, you opened the door yesterday or you, uh, you know, you took the leap doing entrepreneurship like that is social impact, right? 
and it's it's nice to talk about it and it's raw and it's real and it's intentional on purpose because quality comes second to the message that's why that's why i did it that way and i found it's it's been more fun especially for myself like if i'm just making content for myself i'm happy because i got to interview you and like it's incredible yeah yeah and that's what you have to do is you have to and that's what i did you know in january is you just got to decide that uh you're gonna do it for yourself. You're gonna you're gonna share your message, and if nobody pays attention, then you're okay with it. You you got no ulterior motives because when those start to creep in, is when people start getting frustrated or impatient mm. with the speed of, of things developing. So mm. I think that's the secret: is you just start, you do it for yourself, you do your thing, and then let everything else fall into place. Yeah, it always grows, right? If, you, if it's, again, if it's intentional and you do it for the right reasons, even if it's for yourself, but helping yourself, people will see that. And the community yeah. will come, the, you know, uh, quality will come. That all that comes in time. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Hmm. So let's jump into the first official question. Then. And I'm, I'm curious about you and your community. So how are you making a positive impact in your community? Uh... So I'd have to, the way I've always kind of viewed my community, and this started earlier or later last year, like the end of 2017, mm. um, because I started doing a lot of writing for a website called Medium and on my blog. And the way I define my community then is kind of closet creatives. Mm. Um, so because, like I said, I've gone the traditional career route. Like I went and I got my MBA and then I went and got my master's of arts and education. I've gone like tons of education, expecting that education would be the answer. Mm-hmm. Um, and the whole time I was really frustrated just with the way my career wasn't unfolding, mm-hmm. you know? So then I worked in a corporations, like worldwide global corporations thinking, you know, I would have plenty of opportunity for growth and that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I went the, the far opposite end and I started teaching at a tiny private high school in St. Louis. I did that for two years thinking, you know, maybe I'd find the fulfillment I'm looking for and be able to have impact there and didn't really feel like that happened. And it wasn't until November of last year where I decided, like we just talked about, that I'm going to, you know, create content that resonates with me. And as I started creating it, that's where I kind of stumbled across this community, uh, this group of closet creatives, people like myself that have been creative, that have creativity, but feel like they can't express it. Mm -hmm. And so that's, that's kind of what my community is. And the question I think was how, how do I impact, right? Yeah. Yeah. How do you impact that community? And so the way I'm impacting is just talking about my experiences. And so everything that I talk about is either a lesson I've learned, a lesson I'm in the process of learning or relearning for like the dozenth time. Um, And trying to show what that looks like and encourage people to, you know, embrace creativity and just, and just kind of go for doing you, whatever that looks like and, and just getting rid of that's, that's where like I have that catchphrase or that term, the unashamed creative. That's where it kind of comes from is just that, you know, I'm going to be myself. People call me a dork, quirky, weird, whatever it is. Mm. That's who I am. I'm going to embrace that. I'm going to enjoy it. And uh, 
it's crazy for me once I started doing that, like it's led to, you know, less than a year later, I'm working for myself when before that was, that was a 10 year plan. Yeah. Yeah. But, it, and when you follow, I'm going to rephrase that. Not when you follow, but when you leave opportunities open and when you leave doors open, timelines tend to change, right? You can set a 10 year goal, but like you said, you know, you, you stay consistent with it afterwards. You, you did what you wanted to do because you wanted to do it. And now look at your timeline, right? Less yeah. later, you're already on that. Timelines don't tend to work <laughs> very well for the most part. Agreed. It's Agreed. good to have goals and, and you know, and values and mission, yeah. but, but within that, Certainly. it's fluid. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Certainly. So let's jump into the second question uh, then, the second official question. Do you believe social impact is an important part of business? Absolutely. Um, I don't think, I mean, we can, we can separate like social impact and business, but I feel like we've kind of done that. Like as a society, especially like Western society in the U S it's we've, we've tried keeping those separate and it's, it's a huge, a huge negative impact on individuals. Right. I think that's, that's what's led to, the popularity of terms like work-life balance and stuff like that, that that's where it's all about work and less consideration to the social impact that a business or a job or a career is having and i think hmm. um if i'm interpreting the question correctly hmm. then yeah it's it's a huge part and i think businesses that focus on social impact these days are the businesses that are like attracting the top talent, attracting people that are innovators that are looking to the future and actually wanting to have an impact on the world rather than people that just want to kind of come in and do like a traditional career or they come in and they just want to get their paycheck and go home mm. and they don't, they don't really invest themselves into the business. I think the businesses that are socially aware and are, are focused on, creating a positive social impact are the ones that are going to change the world first of all and that are those are the businesses that people want to work for they can they can align with that yeah yeah and that and it was funny that you talked about work-life balance and social impact because i think like you said they go hand in hand uh when you work for a company that that creates uh a, a long-term social impact or a, a beneficial visibly beneficial social impact there's much more merit and much more reason to uh, be happy in the world right it's the companies where you see that you're not really making an impact when you start to fall apart right you you realize you you, you even if it's not real you think that what you're doing isn't worthwhile but when there's a the social impact embedded into it the work is fun like i i work in the education sector right now but i'm working for uh the center for change making and social innovation at the college and it's, uh, it's such a fun job because what we're doing is we're creating social innovation and changing, you know, uh, traditional systems. Like that is fun, right? Yeah. I work yeah. a lot more hours than I probably should, but I enjoy every second of it. Sure, yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just talking to someone else on LinkedIn about work-life balance. And, and I think that's the secret is you see people that once they really kind of plug into a vision, especially when you plug into a vision that's bigger than you, like... You don't care about work-life balance because you're so um, inspired to to get out there and, and work harder because you see like this is having an impact this is doing good for the world 
Yeah. You know, and it's not just about me or my paycheck or helping a company make more money. It's about actually changing something that's needing change. Yeah, and I mean, there's always the the flip where you know if it's a 65 hour work week and you're not leaving time for family, friends, or or, or close ones, well, that's a problem, right? But sure, but sure. generally, when you have a job that's worthwhile, they let you have that freedom, anyways, right? There there's there's always the ideology that this there is work, but there's also family, right? So yeah. you goes hand in hand. Mm-hmm. So uh, last question then. For this is so we went through the business side, we went through your side personally. This is more on uh, community as a whole. What is your advice for others to begin making an impact in their communities? So I think the primary component to making an impact or having an impact is um, for me, and I, like, I'll play it safe and just say for me. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, it's getting outside of myself, right? So, you know, human nature, um, probably just for survival's sake, is very self-centered, right? And it's it's all about how does this impact me? What is this? What is this going to change in my life? And while that that was probably really, really obviously, it would have been very, very valuable, you know, hunter gatherer days. Like, how can I? find enough food to eat today yeah yeah um these days we don't have to worry about that most of the time obviously there there's there are situations where that's not accurate Mm. but for most especially if they're going to be watching this video um like having enough food to eat isn't necessarily going to be an issue Mm. right and so we have this opportunity to shift our focus from ourselves to our society and those that don't have the opportunity to sit and relax and get a cup of coffee and watch this video, yeah. right? Yeah. And so so it's a matter of, for me, it's like I said, it's a matter of just getting outside myself and realizing it's not about me, mm-hmm. you know? And if I, there's a quote, my dad dr- drilled it into me when I was a kid, Zig Ziglar. Mm-hmm. Um, if you help enough other people get what they want, then you'll get what you want. And mm-hmm. it's, again, it's that, that lesson is kind of, wrapped up in that and that the more that you focus on helping others the more fulfilled you'll be the more happy you'll be you know and the more that good will come back to you yeah 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 i i saw this really cool study and it was on the idea the the idea that negativity is ingrained in the human brain but it's also a biological function and it goes along with what you were saying you know that um it's easier to think of uh, the negatives in that aspect, right? But it's also easier to see that, you know, to think about that I need food, I need this, I need this, and then the negatives are always there before the positives, right? It's much, it's much, much harder to think, you know, generally as a large social impact, it's much easier to think as a personal uh, endeavor, but there's a biological function to it, right? When we were, when we were back then, we were fighting against, you know, uh, this is going to sound ridiculous, but, you know, saber-tooth tigers and all these things too. Yeah. Think hunters that were, you know, twice our size, and there was a, a biological function for thinking negatively right it was it was yes. survival instinct but now that we've gone past that we've evolved so quickly in the physical world but biologically we haven't right so we're we're continually batting it battling against our own function of mm-hmm. wanting to think negative to survive and i always i thought that was the coolest thing that i've seen because uh it really encapsulates you now when you have a negative thought it usually tends to take over pretty quickly unless you shut it out because mm-hmm. it's your natural inclination to do so 
So that, that was interesting because it goes alongside that. But you're right, we really need to be able to, to help other people. And when you let those feelings go and you think more generally as a community, you're much more fulfilled. Yeah, yeah, certainly. I've also heard that in the term, the, the biological stuff, in terms of the pack mentality mm -hmm. um, and how, again, years ago, that was very, very valid, you know, very necessary. Um, like the campfire, you know, imagine people around a campfire, like you don't want to be the crazy person like leaving the campfire mm -hmm. because who can trust that guy, right? You know, like who, what's he doing out in the dark kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. But these days we don't have that. And so I think human nature, again, it goes back to that unashamed creative mindset is that like we don't have to stay in the pack. Like we can kind of just go out into the dark, so to speak, and, and think crazy and think big and then form our own pack and do our own thing. It's it's again, I think that that negativity and that pack mentality are some some uh, what is it? remnants of a bygone era that we don't really have to adhere to anymore. Yeah, we're at this really cool transition into uh, very individualized, um, you know, success, but also ways of thinking. But it all relates back at the end of community, though. And I don't yeah. know if you've noticed that, right? It's very individualistic, but it's also uh, meant to be the basis for creating a new community. <laughs> so it always yeah. goes back to that same thing, because at the end of the day, we're a social species. Yeah. But I, I like this new wave of you know individual thinking and individual success because it it allows a people a platform to think oh maybe I could do that right so it's actually enabling and empowering communities as you go. Yeah, yeah, it's really it's. I mean, we could talk about it all day. It's really cool. Yeah, really, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's awesome. So, uh, Michael, that's all the questions that I have. But I just wanted to you know end it with saying thank you so much for you know being on the podcast and sharing this this time with me. And uh, you know, if you have any last questions for anyone, feel free to ask them now. No questions. Like I, I really appreciate you having me on. It's great to great to connect and great to be a part of this. Yeah, thank you for being on. Thanks.